with basics in five minutes or less. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. In today's ad bits, I want to explain unrelated business income tax in under five minutes. I was challenged to do this by one of my colleagues and I said, I actually don't even need five minutes. I can probably do this in like three. So um, let's get going. Unrelated business income tax, also known as unrelated business taxable income. It's a term used in the tax code that really was initially imposed on charities, tax exempts, and essentially didn't want charities or didn't want businesses to set up charities like McDonald's, setting up a charity, selling hamburgers to their charity and never paying tax. So they said, okay, if you're a charity and you have unrelated business income, meaning if you are a charity, a hospital, and you're selling bicycles, we're going to tax you for selling bicycle, bicycles like a business. And the trust tax rates, which is what the UBIT tax is applied through, is 2023 a tax rate of 37%, which has a very low threshold. Basically kicks in at around 15000 You hit the maximum 37%. If you have less than $1,000 of net income attributable to um, UBIT, then there's no tax. So because an IRA or 401k is taxed as a tax exempt, it's not subject to tax, it's a 501 trust. It's not a 501c3 like your local charity, but it is a tax exempt trust. So because IRAs don't have an unrelated purpose, right? An IRA's purpose is to make money and grow. It's not like a hospital that has the exempt purpose to save people's lives. The whole concept of unrelated doesn't make sense to IRAs and 401ks. Nevertheless, it gets grouped as a 501 and therefore is subject to UBIT. So here you go. There's only three ways you can trigger UBIT in a retirement account. That's it. Three. That's it. One, use a loan through the IRA or 401k to buy stocks. The loan must be non-recourse. Any loan that the IRA or 401k um, gets as a borrower, they cannot personally guarantee or the owner of the IRA cannot personally guarantee. That's called a non-recourse loan. That means the lender can only go after the IRA and can't go after the IRA owner's assets, okay? And that's a rule under 49.75. So number one, use margin to buy stocks, right? You get a non-recourse loan to buy stock. Number two, you get a non-recourse loan to buy real estate, right? You, need, you have 100K in your IRA, you need 100K more to buy the asset. You borrow from a third party, non-disqualified person, non-parent, non-child, non-spouse, non-daughter-in-law, non-son-in-law, non-entities you control 50% or more. You borrow those funds, and you buy the asset, and then a percentage of the profits allocated to the loan would be subject to UBIT. There is an exemption for 401ks, like solo Ks. The solo K uses a non-recourse loan to acquire real estate. There's generally no UBIT, okay? And thirdly, that's it, thirdly, if an IRA or 401k invests in an active business like a restaurant, this operates through a pass-through entity like an LLC. So if your IRA or 401k invests in a publicly traded company like Apple, a mutual fund, an ETF, those are C-Corps, okay? Think about a corp as a big box. It has a corporate level tax. So there's no reason for the UBIT to be triggered. So only if your IRA or 401k invests in a pass-through business like a LLC, if there's more than $1,000 of net income allocated to the IRA or 401k, there could be UBIT. Again, three ways to trigger UBIT. One, non-recourse loan to buy stocks, non-recourse loan to buy real estate, Note there's an exemption for 401ks. And if your IRA or 401k invests in an active trader business, 
like a restaurant through a pass-through entity, like an LLC, $1,000 or more allocated to the IRA. So at least $1,000 in that income, the UBIT tax gets triggered. You follow the UBIT tax on a 990T as in Thomas due April 15th. The IRA pays the tax, not you. It's an IRA tax, not you. Okay, the money comes from the IRA. IRA Financial will help you complete the form if you need it. That's it. That is UBIT. I'm like under four minutes, actually. So I could have even done it quicker. So one minute to recap. UBIT should apply only to charities. Unfortunately, IRAs and 401ks get grouped in as charities because they're 501 trusts. Three ways to trigger it. That's it. Non-recourse loan to buy stock. Non-recourse loan to buy real estate. There's an exemption for 401k plans. And if an IRA or 401k invests in an active trader business, that is a pass through, not a C-corp. So you have to ask for investing in a company, make sure it's a corp. If it's an LLC, there could be UBIT. Same with an S-corp. There could be UBIT, which can go as high as 37%. Quickly, how do you calculate the UBIT? If you invest in a pass-through entity, whatever is allocated to the IRA or 401k above a thousand bucks, subject to the UBIT tax. If it's real estate and use leverage, Here's a simple calculation, assuming you use an IRA. You borrow 100K, you put in 100K, that's a 50-50 debt to equity ratio. You generate $10,000 of net net income after expenses, appreciation, depreciation, and the like. Then 50% of that $10,000, which um, is allocated and uh, coincides with the loan used, would be subject to the UBIT, which again could go anywhere from you know, 10 to 37%. But once you hit about 15%, uh, excuse me, once you hit about 15K, you're going to be at the 37 max. If you have losses, they can absorb any future gains and follow the 990T to get in your losses. And if you have under $1,000 in net income, there is no UBIT. One last thing I want to mention, if you sell, if you have a, a LLC, okay, and um, you sell it, there's no UBIT on the sale of the LLC interest. But if the LLC has leverage inside it and it's a pass-through entity, there still could be UBIT on the sale of the LLC interest, even though it's a capital gain. Dividends, royalties, rental income, interest, generally are not subject to UBIT. The only, again, three ways to trigger UBIT, non-recourse loan by stocks, non-recourse loan by real estate for an IRA, or if your IRA or 401k invests in an active trader business through a pass-through entity, and there's more than $1,000 in net income. That's it. That's it. I did it in, yeah, I really did it in like four minutes, but I kind of, pushed it a little further just because I had a little bit of time, but that's it. I did it. Okay. I won the challenge. I can do it. I know it's not that hard. If you listen to this podcast, watch this video, you now understand all you need to know about UBIT in under five minutes, probably could have done it in like two minutes if I had to. Otherwise, thanks for uh, listening. If you're watching UBIT on UBIT, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, um, there's my head tax dork inside me. I just can't get tax terminology out of my head. That's what I love. This is my passion. I love this stuff. I am a tax nerd. I'm sorry, but it's who I am. Um, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have questions, let me know. Just leave a comment and uh, I'll do my best to get back to you ASAP. If you're a client of our financial, then you know, phone's always open. Door's always open. Anytime you have questions, you let us know. We've got a team of 80 plus amazing professionals that are always around to help. Have a great, great rest of your day. Thanks for listening and watching and ciao. Take care.